0: Hey, this is David White, young adult and college pastor at Cross City Christian Church. Thanks for tuning in to today's AnchorCast. I, I hope it inspires you, encourages you, and I hope it pushes you to be a better follower of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for making tonight a priority. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Um, because I, I truly know I know how busy our schedules can get, so so thank you, thank you, thank you for for pressing pause for a second, and just coming and hanging out with some of us. I appreciate it. I hope you uh, come to find tonight encouraging. I hope it inspires you. I, I hope that you may even walk away uh, feeling a little different tonight. Um, but anyway, we had a three-day weekend, right? Um, as far as I did, I'm a teacher, so I got a three-day weekend. And I hope you had a good one, but let me be straight. I had a tough three-day weekend. It was kind of tough, and and it started on Friday. On Friday, I worked hard all day long, and I came home to my, my, my wife and my kids, and the plan was to watch a movie. But we couldn't find the remote for like 30 minutes, dude. So it had to wait. What did we watch? It was uh, the Lady and the Tramp. Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, and, but, but guys, it gets worse. On Saturday, anybody like Dutch Bros out there? Any Dutch Bros? Okay, cool. On, on the first day of the month, if you know this about Dutch Bros, the first day of the month, they give away free stickers. And so it's kind of my, my David White tradition, on the first day of the month, I go as early as I can to Dust Bros, and I try to get stickers. And I walked in, it was like 5.30 in the morning, right when they, right when they opened the doors, and I got my, my Nutty Irishman, which is my drink, and as I was walking away, I, I dropped it, and it fell all over the ground, and they got me a new drink, and it didn't get on me, but, but man, it was embarrassing. Dude, the struggle is real, okay? The struggle is real. And it gets worse, okay? On Sunday, my wife and I, we took the kids swimming at GB3. We went to GB3 and we were swimming in the pool. On the, on the weekends, they have uh, family swim days, right? And we're sitting there swimming, but I also had a fantasy football draft at the same time. Any fantasy footballers out there? Any, yeah, a couple, yeah, one person. Um, and, and I thought to myself, I said, honey, I'm gonna go ahead and do my fantasy football draft in the sauna while you guys swim so I could think. And so I go sit in the sauna with my phone about a draft and if you're unfamiliar with fantasy football, you pick your own team, you choose teams and stuff. And I was pick number eight and I, I was sitting there and as my, 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 my pick was coming closer, Literally, I'm not joking. As soon as it was like 30 seconds until my turn to pick, my phone overheats. And it overheats and it says it was overheated and I had to go outside and and I was like waving on it and Sarah was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "It overheated." And then it gets worse on Monday. As families all across America are celebrating Labor Day, with their kids and families. I, I woke up and I thought to myself, you know, I, I'm craving waffles. I was craving waffles. And so I'm sitting there and I'm mixing the waffles in this bowl and Daisy, my daughter, is helping us and I'm mixing the waffles and I, and I get every last flake of that flour into my bowl and I'm just making waffles getting the waffle iron heated up over here and picturesque, right? Labor day, off day, week on and off. And, and as I turn around, I I knock the bowl over and the waffle mix goes all over, all over me. And, but I saved it, right, honey? I saved it and there was a little bit left. And so I tried my best to make something with milk and egg and stuff, but it, they weren't the same, man. And, and I say this because Tonight, I'm going to talk about this idea that the struggle, the struggle is real. And we can sit here and and we can talk about all the little things that went bad throughout the weekend. but, But the truth is this, my friends. We all have some sort of struggle that we're going through. Some of them may not be as easy as the ones I just explained, but some of them are a little less easy to laugh at. Because whether you're this or you're that or you're here or there, struggle is real. A few weeks ago, some of you guys might have seen him, but he was here. A good friend of mine who used to be an alcoholic and uh, addicted to heroin um, was clean. And he was one of those guys that counted his days, right? Like it's, it's something to count days And he was like two years clean sober hadn't touched a drop of alcohol hadn't done anything like that but about two weeks ago he slipped and he slipped hard he has a baby he has a wife and when he slipped he was so embarrassed i think the word would be that he just went off the grid struggle a couple of days ago, I texted a friend, and I and I won't say his name because this is on a podcast. But he's a pastor in in this area, and I texted my friend, "Hey, man, I'm thinking about you." And he texted me back like four hours later, and he said, "Hey, hey, man, thank you for the text. But if I could be straight with you, I'm going through it right now. My wife and I were going through some struggles, and and actually, we're separated." Pastor, a man that's supposed to have it all together, man, the struggle. Today, man, this hits home, and I know some of the, for some of you, you've heard this, but there was a there was a family enjoying their weekend, went to the lake, um, Bass Lake, and they were hanging out, swimming, skiing, and, and uh, a seven-year-old girl was ran over by a boat and was killed with her dad right next to her. I can't imagine, I can't even begin to think about the struggle that 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 dad and that family is, is, is feeling and going through right now. See, the truth is, man, we don't have to dig too deep to find somebody struggling. We don't have to look too far to find somebody who's going through it. Man, I can guarantee in a room this size with you all in, 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 this, in this coffee shop, I guarantee that there's someone in this room going through some sort of depression, anxiety. There's some of you in this room who feel lonely. Some of you, I, I guarantee that there's someone in here who is addicted to something and it's very difficult to drop. There's probably someone in here who's going through something uh, like some sort of crisis. It's... Maybe it's financial. Maybe you're largely in debt. There's probably someone in here who's going through a nasty breakup. There's probably someone in here who's, who's having an affair. Whether on your boyfriend or girlfriend, or maybe you're even married, going through a divorce. I guarantee that you don't have to go too far Back in your life to think of a moment a time when you were struggling but the beautiful part is simple every night has a morning every time the Sun goes down you know in a few hours the Sun's coming right back up every darkness has an end to it at some point at at least that's what grandma said right there's a there's a light at the end of the tunnel honey just keep on going but sometimes it's hard you know tonight i have one simple easy point and then i'm going to get out of your way and it's simple it's it's it says go it goes like this it says the struggle is real but so is jesus And I don't wanna sound too churchy. I don't wanna sound too cliche. I don't wanna sound too religious by saying that. So before I do, I wanna say one thing. I am absolutely convinced that when the Son of God shows up into a situation, things happen. People change. Addictions are dropped. Relationships are mended. Miracles happen people are healed demons flee man. I believe that when when Jesus Christ shows up in any situation it changes Because when the Sun shows up darkness leaves We're going through this series right now called Here comes the Sun and it's it's attacking this idea that it doesn't matter what you're going through right now It doesn't matter what kind of Wall you're backed up into or or what kind of darkness you may be feeling or what kind of struggle you might be in It doesn't matter Because when the sun shows up Everything changes And if that's not the god that you believe in I want to check yourself and ask you what kind of bible you read in What kind of book are you looking at? because the Bible is riddled with events and scenes where Jesus literally shows up into chaos and chaos leaves. Tonight, I wanna look at a very simple passage and it's actually very famous. Uh, Jesus was made famous by this passage and I wanna talk about it for just a minute. Um, But before I do, um, just a recap. Last week or two weeks ago, I talked about how Jesus at some point He called a couple guys and was like, hey, 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 come follow me. Last week, Hunter got up here and she killed it. Hunter did a great job, but Hunter talked about this girl who'd been bleeding, right? She'd been bleeding for 12 years straight and she just touches his, his jacket or something and she's healed. So fast forward just a second. We're at a situation where Jesus just got done. Moments away, like like an hour probably passed, where where Jesus took a couple of fish and a couple of pieces of bread, and he fed five thousand dudes. And that's the scene I want to stop at, and that's where I want to start. So if you have a Bible, or if you have an uh, iPhone, or an iPad, or if you have that card, um, go ahead and follow along with me. I'm going to start. Um, in Mark chapter 6, and I, I'm going to invite you once again to, to hear this with fresh ears tonight, to see it, to feel it, not like, oh, this is Sunday school, bro, I knew that Jesus walks on water, man. I'd like you to, I want to invite you into the story. If the, if the God that you believe in is the same God who does incredible things. It starts with expecting him to move. And right now in your hearts, I'm going to ask you to do a simple something. If you expect God to move like he does, then expect it tonight. I'm going to start at verse 45. It says, immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of them. To Bethsaida. While he dismissed the crowd, after leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. When evening came, the boat was in the middle of the lake, and he was alone on the land. He saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. About the fourth watch of the night, or I think yours says, Shortly before dawn, he went out to them, walking on the lake. He was about to pass by them, but when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. Makes sense. They cried out because they all saw him and were terrified. And then it says this. Immediately, he spoke to them and he said, take courage. He says, take courage. It is I. I. Don't be afraid Then he climbed into their boat And the wind died down they were completely amazed Now so here's this scene right Jesus just got done doing something incredible fe- feeding 5,000 dudes plus their wives and kids we all know that and then and then he's like hey guys I need some time alone uh you guys go ahead and go on your boat and go on over there and then I am going to go ahead and go right over here and pray. And if I can just stop real quick. This is not the sermon, but I just felt like saying this. Man, if Jesus himself needed some alone time. What's you doing? What's you doing filling up your schedule? Take some time to get away. Jesus gets away and he's praying. And it says that they're in the boat and it says it's nighttime and they're rowing and they're rowing. And it says that they were straining because the wind was against them. And I want to stop right there because this was no easy joy ride. They're not sitting there with their little iced tea kicking back. Oh, thanks, Jesus. This is cool. Dude, this is in the middle of the night and the wind is coming against them and they is struggling. You know what I'm talking about? About a month ago, I went to a bachelor party and it was at Lake Tahoe and we stayed for the weekend and it was with me and like eight other guys and we were hanging out, and we were having some fun and we went to this little lake. It wasn't Lake Tahoe, but Lake Tahoe has like little tiny lakes all over it. And we went to this little lake and we got there and we hiked into a, li- a little bit. It was pretty cool. It was kind of off the grid, like not a lot of people were there. But as we walked up, we noticed that across the lake and um, It's not a huge lake, but it was a pretty big lake, right? It wasn't like, it wasn't a pond. It was a bigger lake. Across the lake, like directly across, was this big old rock that people were jumping off of. It looks sweet. And so I'm like, hey guys, like, "Uh, dude, let's go do that. That looks legit. So I'm going to rent this canoe. They had canoe rentals and I rented a canoe. I was like, hey guys, I'm renting a canoe because I'm going to go jump off that rock. Who's with me? And they're like, I am, I'm going. And so we all jammed into this canoe and we got our oars. And uh, they said, it's a two hour rental, two hour rental. I forget how much I paid, but I was like, all right, cool. That's no big deal. It's just right over there, man. Right there, we're just jump three times and we'll be back. Um, But we get in this little thing and we start rowing the boat and dude, let me tell you what, it took about an hour and a half to get there. The wind, I'm telling you, dudes, it was like girls were swimming faster than us. We were like, oh, my God. Like we were grown men and like veins were popping out of our necks trying to do this stupid thing. And we were going. But, dude, the wind was so hard against us that it took forever. It literally took 15 minutes to get back. And we made it in time because I was like, dude, I ain't paying another 15 bucks. But we made it there in like an hour and a half and back in 15 because of the wind. We were straining. We were struggling just like these dudes. But check this. They're in the middle of the night. you got to wonder, dude. These guys are probably thinking, dude, what in the world? Dude, why couldn't we pray with Jesus? Why couldn't we hang out? Why couldn't we camp one more night? Why did Jesus send us out here in the middle of the night? He knew it was windy. Why are we straining? Why are we struggling to get across the lake? You got to wonder if they were thinking, man, why did he send us out here alone? Because the truth is that sometimes when we struggle, we feel alone. We feel like we're the only one in the world that is going through something like this. There was a time when I was depressed and one of the things I was talking about or feeling like was like, dude, no one else is like me everyone else is happy see one of the, the the pitfalls in struggling is that we feel alone but it says this he saw them Anybody catch that like right at the beginning we're right at the beginning of verse 48 he saw the disciples straining at the oars what is this talking about dude jesus what are you He's over here praying. Your eyes are supposed to be closed, first of all. Come on, Jesus. You're praying. It's in the middle of the night. You're on some mountain. Your your friends are in the the lake rowing their boat, and you see them? When I read that, I was like, dude, is this literal? Or is this like, like a figure, like spiritual or something? And I don't know. I don't know if Jesus had super eyes or if he was like. If it was some awkward thing where he was like 10 feet away and they're just struggling, uh, I don't know what happened. But I want to say that he probably couldn't see them from where he was. But it was like a spiritual seeing them. I'm just guessing. This isn't the Bible. This isn't Bible talk. This is David White just saying something. But I'm just taking a guess. It says when it was dark, they were out on the lake. And I don't know if he could see them. So think about that. It says he sees them. See, I don't, I want to say something. It doesn't matter what you're going through right now. I know you're going through it. Some of you. And if you haven't, if you're not in it right now, you're going to get in it. Or you just got out of something. But I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what you're struggling with or straining with your oars with. I want you to know that you're. First of all, you're not alone. And second of all, you're seen. You're seen. You're felt. You're understood. When my grandma died, my mom's mom, my mom took it really hard. And I remember talking to her one night and and I remember talking to her about, like, how her sister's doing, and she said, they seem to be doing fine. And it hit me. My mom felt alone. There's a passage that says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. It says, the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he watches all of the paths. There's even a passage where it says, man, when Jesus saw Martha weeping, he wept. Because he loves you, and he feels you, he understands you, he sees what you're going through. And I have a privilege right now of uh, working. I'm an elementary school teacher. I work at the very same school my daughter goes to preschool. And I'm not joking when I say this, my classroom is literally right next to her playground. And so I drop her off and I can literally step inside my door, poke my head out and watch her walk into her little class. About last week she walked in and she was. She was like kind of scared you know doing her little like oh wait wait hold on. i don't want to go and i was like no, I'm, I'm with you I'm, I'm right there look at daisy i'm right there that's like my class right there if you need me i'm right here i'm i can see you and i'm serious because every now and then i'll poke my head out or i'll take my kids to their their recess or their break and i'll just poke my head on over and she doesn't even know i'm looking at her but i'm watching her <laughs> I'm watching those other dudes, too, man. Those other four-year-old dudes. And I'm not watching like some creepy old man. I'm I'm watching like a loving dad. And I want to say that is the heart of our God. Even when you feel like you're going through something alone, he's sitting right there watching. Because if any of those little dudes start acting up, I'm gonna be running in there. You know what I'm talking about? I want you to know that is the heart of the father. See, the struggle is real, but so is Jesus. This next part is really, I'm, this is how I'm gonna just kind of wrap us up. It's super quick, um, but it's kind of obvious. It's kind of a weird, really weird sentence or in this story. It says that he saw them and um, he went out to them walking on the lake. So he just like, just gets down and starts walking across the lake. And it says that he was about to walk right by them until they saw him. And then when they saw him, they screamed, they let out a now, these are grown men fishermen probably with beards longer than mine and they're screaming at this dude And and it says that he looked at them and he said something He says don't fear He says this right here. He says he spoke to them and said take courage It is I don't be afraid but I want to focus on one word right here. It says they cried out you guys see that right before verse 50 happens. Can you guys circle that word? They cried out because they saw what they thought was a ghost. Now, if I break down this word, I'm going to get a little bit teacher for you. A little scholarly. OK, I'm not a scholar. Actually, we are. We're all scholars here, but I'm going to get a little bit crazy right here. See, that Greek word they cried out is actually a combination of two words. And I actually wrote it down right here so I'd get it right. But it's. Anna Clatzo. Anna Clatzo. It's two words. Ana means up. Klatzo means cry. Ana They cried up. Now, some of you are like, dude, David, what are you talking about? What does that have to do with anything? Because they didn't just sit there and whine and gripe and moan. You know what I'm talking about? You ever met somebody who's like going through a struggle? Oh my gosh, my life sucks. And they just sit there and they cry. They mope. They, they struggle. And it's like, dude, it's like the end of the world every single day. And it doesn't say this. It doesn't do it justice because they don't just cry. These dudes, when they see the ghost or Jesus or whatever they think it is, they're not just like, oh man, it sucks. No, dude, they're crying up. And what I mean by this, I want to give you a little bit of a hint. In, in ancient culture, even in modern culture, anytime you did anything up, it meant to God. See, the heavens always were believed to be up there somewhere. And so not, they don't only cry. See, if I was to change the wording on this English translation, NIV, I'd change it. They cried up or even they prayed out. Because they saw something and it freaked them out. They, they, they cried up to God. And I, and I just want to challenge you, man. When, when you're struggling, when you're going through it, it's very easy to curl up in a ball. My Jake likes to say the fetal position. It's really easy to curl up in that fetal position, go sit in your room and wait for this... the the next day right it's really easy to do that but i'm going to challenge you to cry up if i'm looking around the corner at recess at daisy and she starts yelling daddy if i'm sitting in there doing this amazing lesson on how to divide fractions and out of the corner of my ear i hear a little daisy yelling daddy i don't care about this lesson anymore I am sprinting, kicking people out of the way to get to that little girl. Why? Because she's my kid. I'm going to challenge you to cry up. Psalm 18.6 is one of my favorite verses. In, In fact, the entire Psalm 18. But there's a line that says this. When you cry up to God, the, di- the distress cry is heard. It says, when I called out to the Lord in my distress, he heard my cries and he rescued me from my enemies. I don't know if you're going, I don't know if you're dealing with a windy lake or an abusive friend or loneliness or something that has a grip on your brain, an addiction. I don't know if you're dealing with the death of a loved one. I don't know if you're dealing with debt. I don't know if you're dealing with a terrible breakup or a broken relationship or or depression. I don't know, but man, when you cry up to dad, he hears you. And I love how it ends. It says immediately, he said, Don't be afraid. He climbed into their boat. <laughs> See, I'm not even focusing on the walking on water thing. That's crazy. But he's, he just climbs into their boat, and it says, Immediately the wind ceased. It stopped. It stopped. Their struggle stopped. Their straining quit. And I'm not going to stand up here and say, hey, a minute you call out to Jesus, everything is easy. I'm not going to say that at all because we all know something. Life ain't easy. It never is. There's struggle always around. But there's something, too, when Jesus steps into their boat and the wind simply stops. Cry up to God today. Cry up. Try it. Here's how I'm gonna close. Turn to the back side of that little paper really quick. On the very bottom, there's a little prayer and it, and, it, and it says something like this. It says, give this prayer a try this week and I'm gonna invite you to even think about it right now. It says, Jesus, help me this week. Like, this week, like I wanna see some help this week. I invite you into my boat into my life I would love for you to help me with blank this week I'm going to invite you to take a a few seconds I'm going to leave it quiet I'm going to invite you to fill that blank in nothing is too small and nothing is too big what kind of struggle are you going with right now? I'm going to ask you to write it down jesus says this line he says come come to me all who labor come to me all who are weary or heavy who have heavy burden and he says let me give you rest he says my yoke is easy and my burden is light he says the peace that i have is not the world it's my own and i feel like what he's saying is hey man sons daughters come to me call me and i will give you rest it's not going to be easy see uh i told you this before but man when i first kind of became a believer i cried out to god and i and i physically felt like this like born again experience but but for the last 15 years, it hasn't been a joy ride. It hasn't been like, oh, dude, the sun's out now and the wind's gone. Da-da-da-da-da. No, man, the sun went back down at one point and the wind picked up at another point. But I always kind of heard that little, that little voice in my, in my ear that said, man, I'm right with you. I'm here with you. There's a little couple of questions on the back of that piece of paper and I'm gonna invite you for the next few minutes just to walk through them. Uh, the first one's pretty basic, like what's your name and what brought you here tonight? Um, because in a minute I'm gonna ask you to stand up and shake it off and find a group to sit in. Uh, and you might be sitting with someone who you may not know or you, pre- you, pre- <laughs> you pretended to know them but you kinda forgot their name a long time ago and you don't know, you forgot it. And so, what's your name? What brought you here tonight? And then the next couple questions get a little deeper. And I'm going to invite you not to be, not to be immature about this. No one brought you here tonight. Your mom didn't be like, you better go to a youth group tonight. Your grandma didn't drive you here, man. You came because you came for some reason. For whatever reason, you showed up. And I'm going to ask you for the next 10, 15 minutes, be open. I asked you at the very beginning to expect God to move, and I'm going to say it again, expect God to move, even through conversation. Because it's not always about singing and dancing and talking and listening to some guy talk. Sometimes it's about connecting with the friends around you because you're not alone. See, the disciples knew something. They were sitting with their buddies when they were freaking out and when Jesus showed up. I'm going to give you about 10 minutes. I hope you enjoyed that quick look at that passage of Jesus walking on water. But I want to share with you how we finished up that night. Um, We we did have some conversation. We we talked through some questions. And one of the questions was, what is your struggle? And it was an attempt to get deep. And then as we wrapped up, I, I came back up and I reminded everybody of how the scene ends, of how the story comes to a resolution. And it says that as Jesus stepped into their boat, probably nonchalantly, right? Like he probably was just like, dude, I'm just walking on water. Now I'm just gonna step on in here. No big deal. But he steps into their boat and it says that the wind stopped. It ceased. And then it ends with this. The disciples were amazed. The disciples were amazed which makes sense because something incredible just happened. The point of tonight was the struggle was real, but so is Jesus. But the overarching point is this. When Jesus shows up, incredible things happen. And so I'm going to challenge you to invite Jesus into your life right now. And then once you do that, I'm going to encourage you to take a look in a few days And I guarantee that you would be amazed at what you see. So if that's you, I'm going to invite you to say this little prayer in your head or out loud, wherever you're sitting, wherever you're listening to this. And it goes like this, Lord, I invite you into my life. I am yours. I'm sorry for when I've messed up, for when I've fallen short. And just to cut you off right there, he's already forgiven you for that. You don't have to worry. And so say this, thank you for forgiving me. Say this, I ask for strength as I move forward. I ask for strength specifically with my struggle. And name it if you want to. And Lord, I ask that I would sit back and be amazed at how quickly and how efficiently you move. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Enjoy. Have a great day. Blessings.